and welcome back to the Airshow Lounge podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about all the announcements from the Airshows leading up to Christmas and then into the new year, and also talk about potentially the Fletcher Chicolores tour in the US. My name is Dan. I hope you've all had a good Christmas and a new year. And joining me today are Jack. Hello, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Matt. And as you can hear, we have some new hosts on today's podcast. Um, would you like to do a little bit of an introduction and introduce yourself? And I'm going to start off with Alex. Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Alex. Um, you can frequently find me near the, the fence at Lake and Heath and Mildenhall taking photos. And uh, some say I can speak three languages and one of them is duck. Yep. That's true. And, uh, and Matt? Hi, everyone. Uh, so I'm Matt. Uh, I enjoy the aviation photography side of things as well frequently at Lake and Heath and uh, Conningham's V and a little bit about me uh, I volunteer for Air Cadet Squadron near me as a staff member Okay, so these are some new hosts that we have um, it's not the same we're replacing the other hosts, we just you know like to swap around our crew and um, get different people on, get different perspectives and stuff and there's a reason why you'll see that we have Matt on uh, for the further part in the podcast, and I'll tease a little bit further on, because we're going to talk about the Cywell Air Show being announced for 2024, and Matt doesn't live too far away, so that's why we've got him on. However, we're going to start off um, this episode by looking back, way back before Christmas, um, when Old Buckingham announced their first, I think it was third, lineup of their show. I'll quickly run through it, and then we'll get some opinions on it. So they announced uh, the Jet Power Hawks, which is like a para gliding team that use jets. Um, Sally B, a trio of chipmunks, which I'm interested in. Um, two Mark 9 Spitfires, single displays each. Uh, Richard Goodwin in his jet pits. And a Navion. And that is their style. I don't I don't really want to start. I think start with the Jet Powerhawks. I have never heard of this team. Um, I've never seen this team. But they apparently uh, yeah, use paragliders and Jets. Um, that's that's something really different. I mean, again, like yourself, I've I've never heard of of this team. Um, so I might actually do a little bit of research and just see what what their airframes look like, and uh, then comment on it. Well, well, Old Buckingham did release a video with with uh, the announcement of. Jet Powerhawks of like this sort of self promotion video that they'd uploaded, and it was like it was some like really hard rock music or something. But I mean, it looked good, they were flying like different formations, and I, I, I don't know, I think it's one of those catches that you get at like one of these air shows, not a big air show, they're never ever going to go to something like Riyadh or Cosford or something. You, they're going to get them at one of your smaller air shows, but they are like they're the jewels, they're like the little diamonds in those air shows, are like. Oh, this is a, this is a cool catch. We've never seen this before. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I do want to just give a shout out to the team at Old Buckingham because whoever's running their social media accounts is doing a fantastic job of you know clear communication. You know, really talking to their you know in people who enjoy their air show to get people interested and excited. And like you said, they're bringing some really unique acts to the UK air show scene. Uh, Old Buckingham is one that I've always been interested in going to but actually never been to and every year it just seems to grow like you don't really hear of anything else happening at old buckingham throughout the rest of the year until it comes to the air show and everything gets 
hyped up their big promoting and everything like that as well and and like you said they bring some really great little displays that you wouldn't really maybe see anywhere else you know keeping it fresh um keeping people interested in the aviation scene in the uk i mean i i think the same really can't really add anything else really apart from the fact that you know it really wasn't an air show that i'd heard of until maybe i think a couple of years back and i think especially last year they had the typhoon display team which i think was quite a yeah quite a quite a small venue for quite a the large mm, display yeah. act mm. so nice to get that those smaller displays like those jet powerhawks maybe hopefully if they if they can catch it again against one of those big ticket items like the typhoon display i think but as as in a previous podcast we you know we we spoke about like east midlands and it became it it was one of those like air shows that wasn't really spoken about and now all of a sudden they're just it's attracting a lot more attention and it's becoming a lot bigger and it's really it's really nice while we're in turmoil times that these air shows are, are pulling all the stops out and are getting some really unique displays i think we've also got to appreciate i mean if you think of all these air shows that are not they are not the big staple in quotation mark air shows of the uk air show scene but have all announced within Bearing in mind that most of these were announcing airshow participants in December. That's unheard of for these sort of these sort of airshows that they're just announcing so much. I don't know whether or not it was like a massive marketing push by them all to get Christmas, you know, Christmas ticket sales or stuff, but I mean, they've done it's just so early to just get all these aircraft. I mean, one that for me at Old Buckingham is the Chipmunk Trio. I don't know why, and I can't explain it. Uh, it's just there. Every time I see a chipmunk on like a list, I, whether or not it's static or flying, I just a little smile. I don't know. I like I like the chipmunk. I don't know why. And there's a trio of them. I don't know if it's a if it's a first in a while. They did they did mention something about it. I know there was a chipmunk pair they've had before, but the trio. I mean, there's not a lot of what you'd class as display teams in a sense that are sort of the micro display teams, but. That's one for me. And also, the Jet Pits by Richard Goodwin, which I still haven't had the chance to see yet, which is his, is it S1S or is it an S2S uh, pit special with jet engines? That I, saw it at Bour- I saw it at Bournemouth, and it's incredible to see what you can do with such a small aircraft, like pretty much hovering at the top of a climb. You know, he comes along the display line. I'm pretty sure he's like sent into the vertical with the jets on. And he gets to the top and he's like hanging on the prop, but obviously not falling down because they've got the extra power from the jet engines. And then... It has a power rate, well, power to weight ratio of one, more than one to one, I think. So I think it can climb vertical with the and jet engines. It, I, don't know, I don't know how he does it, but he does something with the, the roll rate of the aircraft as well. And he like spins it down the display axis with like, you know, it's insane to think that a plane could do that, especially predominantly a prop one and something so mm. small. I think one one thing we can all agree on is that uh, Richard uh, Goodwin, you know, or Richard Pitts, sorry, um, absolutely bonkers, you know, flying that aircraft as many times as he does across the UK air show season, the G's he's pulling, the amount of flips he's doing. I just just don't know how he actually keeps that plane in the air. It just seems like it's going to fall at any moment. And, you know, I hope that never, ever happens. But you can tell he has just absolute control over his aircraft you, you know that he knows inside and out of the aircraft and while we do and we are blessed to kind of see it every you know air show season uh, so far at multiple different venues it's always just a great one to watch it's always just 
wow, you know, how is somebody doing that in a plane? It's, it is just wild. I think for for me, one of my highlights about Rich, um, uh, Rich is that when he does, like before he does a display, let's say, for example, he's transitioning to or transiting to an airport. A lot of the time, if you look up, he will fly over about an hour before all displays start and he'll draw a massive face with a smile, with like a smile in it. And I think that just gets everyone into the mood and goes, we're at an air show where this these people care. I did not realise he did the whole fly over the air show and put a smiley yeah. face. I don't think I've, I've ever yeah, seen that before. Yeah. No. He, when I did, so when I did Timmouth last year, uh, before he came and displayed about an hour before the uh, the first display came in, he circled above and you just saw this massive smiley face appear from him drawing it with his smoke. I have That's a feeling that was just for you. It might have been just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, things of note, stuff like um, the Navion, which is, again, something that will probably go unnoticed at the airshow from the more general public. But Navions are something that we haven't had, or that I can't think of at an airshow for a while. Um, it's stuff like that, that they're getting. It's it's these little things. I mean, the lineup is is so far is great. There's nothing on there that I'd say um, is just the, constantly the same. You've got the two single Spitfires, fine, that are going to do their own displays, but I don't know. And then you've got the B-17 as well. It, it looks like, a genuinely, I, I, I've, said it, I've said it in previous podcasts, I think this year is going to be the year of the UK air shows. And I think we're going to have a year that we look back on. I really hope I don't say this and then regret what I say but I think it's going to be a year that we look back on, I think it might be one of those years the way we've started so early, I don't know I don't. Know. it could be brilliant Yeah I agree and just going on to that Navian by the way, really lovely restored and painted aircraft um, I think it's in the US Army um, scheme if, yeah. if I'm correct, looks really wonderful so that's a really lovely little catch um, superb from Old Buckingham to get that but yeah I think Though with air shows, though, there's always that little bit of a divide, right? Because you got those people who don't mind or, or love a lot of props and going to see all these light aircraft. But then, of course, you do get people a little bit like me, I do have to admit, where you're like, I really just want to have some noise and some big machines flying in the sky, you know, some really cool stuff um, just tearing up the skies. So while we are seeing lots of great, you know, early announcements from these smaller air shows i am very much looking forward to what's in store in 2024 and fingers crossed we do get a good variety of course there's a lot of things happening in the world which could impact that but um let's see how it plays out i guess it's kind of a day-by-day thing and i think that's the same for the air show organizers as well i mean speaking of big hunks of metal and throwing themselves around the sky i'm going to move on to a topic i didn't specifically want to talk about yet but we are going to because i now had a nice segue um was Midlands Air Festival announcing yet another classic jet to their lineup being what I believe, now someone can correct me if I am wrong, um, you can tell me on any of our social media, um, is the UK's only airworthy vampire doing a demo um, at the show, which would make it classic jet number three for the show already, which, excuse me, what? Like classic jet show of the year. Hello, anyone? Um, I, I think Midlands. I think Midlands at the minute is the go-to air show for twenty twenty-four, without I, yeah. question. 
because you're you're kind of running out of words to describe what's going on because to have you know like the f86 you know displaying there and you're just like wow that's that's rare as anything and then them to pull this out i mean it's almost unheard of and it's it's nice because it's a air show that's again like react like most it's funded by the public it needs public to to pour into obviously help and yeah I've, i'm i'm tempted to even go now i mean i i keep saying it. i said it on the last podcast i need to buy my tickets and this keeps reaffirming i think we have we've also had two more announcements from midland midlands air festival since the vampire which they've announced um Aerosuit Superbatics Windwalkers, which are going to be there on all three days. And if you go on the Friday for their evening show, they have announced that, who was it? It was um, Airbus Aerobatics with their LED firework jets um, are going to be going. However, the reason why I, I stopped there, because I was looking on the website, and they haven't added it to the website, so I don't know whether or not it has been removed because they're now not going. But they only announced it a week ago, so I don't know. And it might just be they've not updated the website. Um, but they've got even that, which are a show from Europe, which they, they even said in their post, is a team that are, you know, being called up in, in Asia, um, all across Europe to go and do shows, and evening shows. And they're what? getting that for their Friday show, which probably wouldn't be the mainstay big event show. And they can go and pull that for a Friday show. It's like... It's it's again the pulling power that the Esher is having is brilliant. I think they're quite well placed in the in the calendar too. I mean, I think I had a quick look just then. The only one I could only other Esher I could find sort of happening before Midlands Air Festival is one of the Shuttleworth ones. So I think having you know these really big ticket items really early on in the display season, people are more likely to go. You know, if they're doing say doing one a month or say, you know, they don't want to try and mm. have to fit three or four air shows into one month if they're all happening you know in june or july but if they're happening you know back into sort of like may time then you know you can go and see the big ticket items like you say the vampire the some of the swedish ones as well you know they're really big catches for it's the, the, the I'm, I'm i'm planning on buying ticket for the sunday show just because that's currently the show that has the three classic jets because the draken is only flying on the sunday so it's not flying the friday or the saturday but they already have nine participants announced for sorry eight participants announced for the sunday show including team raven who i've somehow alluded over my many years of air shows i've somehow kept alluding them every time i choose an air show that they've been to previous year they don't go so i have somehow avoided them but hoping this year I get to see them for the first time because I have never seen them. I've heard good things, especially now that the Blades are no longer a thing. It is one of the only sole, I guess, privately owned display teams that have more than like three or four aircraft on on the air show scene within the UK and, and do a lot of the UK air shows. Mm. But one thing I do want to say is that you are going to be seeing a lot more people choosing a bit more wisely when they're going to go air shows this year. Mm. Um, 
we've seen in the past some people get disappointed by you know air show lineups and with the cost of living going up i know we don't like to really talk too much into politics here but um people are going to be a bit more picky when it comes to where they're going to go like you said you know I want to go see some historic jets. I want to make sure I get a good lineup. And me and Dan actually had the opportunity to meet at the fence recently at Lake and Heath. And we're saying about how, for example, with uh, Cosford Air Show, um, since people got a bit disappointed last year in terms of you know what they're announcing, they left things too late. There wasn't really a strong lineup, a lot of cancellations, which of course is out of their control. But this year you're seeing a change where people aren't snapping up tickets as quickly until they've seen what is coming and i think maybe it's that some of these air shows are going well let's announce early so we can get those ticket sales in so we can get that funding and um you mentioned about the f86 saber correct me if i'm wrong but um i think i read on an article saying that this will be the first time that a saber has flown at a british air show air show since um uh 2014 or something like that from duxford i believe it was because i had a duxford based one then but um i'm not sure if that's correct or not you might have to correct me on that. But yeah, you're definitely going to be seeing people choosing where to go based on the lineup. And I don't think any air show wants to leave it too late. I think with uh, just touching on what Matt said, um, with like EMA uh, and it's and it's and where it is, it, you've got it's a nice central location that also f- always falls around that bank holiday weekend, the weekend before. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, let's just make a long weekend of it. So they, yeah. you know, if, if they do live in the Midlands or are relatively local, they'll stay away. And then the, that weekend they'll come back before they go to work and, and, and just have some fun. And with, you know, with the way that Midlands are going, I think they, I think they are setting you know, the stone for what could be a, a fantastic year. Yeah, I think it's the first, I think, as Matt said, it's the first proper staple air show bar one of the Shuttleworths, which Shuttleworth always start off every air show year. That's the, the first one in the calendar. But they are, I, th- I think it is literally the first, it's the 31st of May to the 2nd of June. So it is the first air show. Um, realistically, if if you sort of break it down on a month, you might do, you might do, the Midlands Air Festival. You might maybe do React. But again, it's like these these shows. You know, if you can do, let's say Midlands, Sywell and or Buckingham, that could be the price of going to React. So you do three air shows, the price of one, and at every air show, especially with the current set of lineups, you're getting something different in every one, and. That's that's what's the good thing about so far this year is that every air show seems to have taken different things. No one, I think, bar like the likes of Spitfires and Hurricanes, have double booked many aircraft, which is it's weird to say that the UK air show scene has got that much on it that we're not double booking aircraft to every show. It's not every show has got the same thing. You can go to each show and potentially see a completely different range of aircraft, and that to someone that wants to save their money and then make a couple of weekends out of it, is going to go, I'm not going to do React. It's one weekend where I could do three weekends at three different shows and see three different lots of aircraft. I think also with, you know, having potentially different stars at different air shows, it invites those who maybe not so much are the fan of the loud and the noisy. You know, mm. they they might they might look at it and go, you know, here over here we've got let's say an F eighty six at EMA, and then you've got 
something like the Ravens somewhere else. And yeah. then you might have, you know, the trio of chipmunks, a couple of Spitfires, Hurricanes. You know, it, it it almost invites those to travel to these places because they go and actually we're not seeing the same thing. And also there's not the fast and loud. I think also it's probably a good thing to note with the Midlands Air Festival being so early is that they'll be one of the few shows that will catch the Reds this year in the UK. Because we've not mentioned this previously on the podcast, but shows like Blackpool recently have announced that the Red Arrows will not be at their show in August. In which, for shows like that, there's another show, I cannot remember the show's name, that cancelled because the Reds are not going. Uh, was um, it Guernsey or Jersey? Guernsey or Jersey have moved theirs to June from like late August, September to June. There's another one that's cancelled because the Reds aren't going to be going. I mean, so, they are a family favourite, aren't they? Really, yes. when, when you look yeah. at it. They, they do join the crowds. Unfortunately, we do see it. We do see people turn up just for the Reds and the Typhoons. And that's, and that's fine. If that's people's things and that's a good family day out, I'm really happy for them. And that's what it's all about. I did want to really quickly touch on, on Jack's point about inviting people to other Swan Air shows. It's also, you know, I imagine many people, that people listening, maybe some of you here can relate to Riyadh and how overwhelming it can be, right? It's very busy. Mm. It's very crowded. You have to get there early. The traffic can be horrendous. The rain can be terrible as well. <laughs> you just have to be prepared for everything. And that can be incredibly overwhelming for family with kids. Um, of course, for you know crazy aviation enthusiasts like us, it's just another day at the park, right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, these smaller shows, you know, bringing out these really nice little, you know, lineups of everything. And I, I think Jack raised, uh, raises a great point on saying that, yeah, that's really nice for, you know, inviting everybody to enjoy aviation which is what it should be all about you know it's not just about the photography side it's about families having day outs it's about dad you know remembering his history of his family maybe they're in the in the RAF or kids discovering a newfound love for aviation and such like that as well so it is great to see I, I, it's it's going to be a good year and speaking of good year a new air show to the UK air show scene which you know, you don't get normally many starting up. The, the, we get bad news like shows cancelling, which we might talk about later with Flying Legends. Um, is a new air show. We got some good news that after the day after Flying Legends, or Cl- Flying Legends was cancelled, we got uh, news of a new air show at Cywell. First time in ten years, we we're back at Cywell for an air show, and the brain explosion of what the amount of stuff that they're currently announcing. So we are recording this on Friday the 5th of January. We've just had the week where Cywell have announced every single day two participants. What? It's like... I think they, they're trying to compete. Uh, but they have I to. Think, I, think, I, th- I think they're playing catch-up, personally. Because, again, looking at the other air shows that we've, we've been talking about, they have pulled out these absolute screamers. And Cywell are now going, well, we want a bit of the action while, you know, while it's it's hot news. And mm. it's working because it's getting everybody talking. It is. I think the amount of people that I've seen on comment sections on Cywell posts saying, when are these tickets being announced? Bearing in mind, Cywell have not allowed, announced where you can buy tickets yet. They've just started announcing aircraft. I think like you say, they've probably been caught off guard. They've not even got a website. And they've sort of gone, oh, we're going we're gonna to have to start announcing aircraft 
or we're going to fall behind all Buckingham, Shuttleworth, Midlands Air Festival, where people are going to spend the small amounts of money. That's where they're going. And I think Cywell are with Ultimate Warbirds as well, because Ultimate Warbirds are based there. So with the likes of Flying Legends being cancelled, or all of the assets that might have gone to Flying Legends now going to go to um, to Cywell. And looking at the participants list, we have a P-47, two Hurricanes, um, uh, a Lucky 12 Electra, two Spitfires, both a Mark 16 and Mark 5, uh, a Bearcat, a Fury. All of those are aircraft that I would say would have been nailed on for Flying Legends. I think one of the nice things about this Cywell announcement that they've done is, you know, in their initial sort of social media piece, they put out the the write-up about what to expect and everything. And the first thing they've put is around classic aircraft from across Europe, you know. And we've only really begun to see the announcements come from UK-based assets. So, you know, there's obviously aircraft that could potentially come from further afield. And they've also teased in there as well around modern jets, you know, and that's that little bit of you know, the carrot on the stick to think, well, you know, if they've already been announcing, you know, countless hurricanes, Spitfires, the Electra, which hasn't been seen for, for years, what else is there in their, you know, in their back pocket to just churn out any random sort of moment? But I think, like you say, it's looking like a, a sterling lineup and it's only been a week since they announced it properly? Yeah. Um, the line you're talking about is, as I am now quoting this, is from showcasing multiple classic aircraft from across Europe alongside mod- modern jets. The flying lineup will include formations and unique display acts, some of which will be UK firsts. Um, and this might, might be one for you uh, photograph- uh, photographers. Um, they are going to have specific special photography um opportunities Um, very nice so we might get shoot days potentially um Mm. which cywell genuinely i feel like cywell i've been sat for the past 10 years and listening to everything that everyone has said about every other air show and gone we are going to put on the air show that takes everything that everyone said needs to improve about other air shows, and we're going to do an air show that's right. And obviously it hasn't happened yet. And they've got to do the logistical problems of car parking, traffic, um, getting people in on you know in reasonable amounts of time. But photography days, they've basically taken Flying Legends aircraft. They're going to mix it up with some parent modern jets and other stuff from across Europe. Uh, one thing I didn't mention in when I went through all the classic stuff was we have got the first thing that they have announced from Europe, which is going to be a UK first as well. So for Cywell, new air show, a UK first. Um, it's going to be um, 46 Aviation with uh, Wingwalkers, which I think it's called Daniela Wingwalker, um, which uses one of their Boeing Stearman. It's a singular wingwalking display, um, but... She does the first half of the display like on top, like we normally see, but then she starts climbing around between the wings, which is something we don't see in the UK. That's that's something very different because I I don't want to sound boring, but when it comes to the wing walkers, it, it, I find them hard to photograph because 
you're trying to figure out what they're doing all the time and it just obviously they're, they're doing their aerobatics and stuff but one thing i do like about them is the sound that their engine makes it mm. is like it's like a swarm of bees it's unreal yeah. so it's proper like old school radial engines in it, isn't it it just has that distinct sound to it that's just so quite pleasing to hear sometimes over the you know the jet noise you see everywhere else sometimes so yeah and you've got to give props to the uh the ladies on the wings as well because you know taking those g-forces and uh you know doing those maneuvers up in the air and you've got to think about the wind coming at them the speed that they're going out you know they're not the fastest planes in the world but they're still doing a good amount of speed uh it's not easy and a, a lot of training and risk and health and safety is is all involved in that as well um, so really it is a, a great spectacle to watch that is, you know, I'm still happy that we have in our skies today, um, with all the red tape that we have these days, unfortunately at air shows, but in the end it does obviously come down to safety. So, but, uh, yeah, love seeing them. Always a classic. Could you, could, could you imagine being hit by a flight at like 90 mile an hour up there? It, I wouldn't want to swallow one. That's for sure. No. <laughs> I must say like, surely, especially well, bear in mind you're displaying in the summers and in the UK, we can get parts of the summer where it's just, there's flies everywhere. So surely they are taking quite a battering with flies and bugs and stuff. I have to ask them one day. I wonder if that's why they wear a black suit. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. But, but yeah, I think there's... Go on. What I was going to say, what, what, what I'd like to ask Matt, personally here is obviously Matt this is quite close to close to where you live have you got anything in particular that has been announced that you're looking forward to seeing uh I'm just really looking forward to just seeing a whole host of different stuff really I mean I'm lucky enough where I live during the summer months to well when the when the blades were around getting them like training sort of out, out summer window I could you know be sat in my office in home and I'd hear the that distinct sound of those like extra engines look out my window and i'd see the blades doing either their loops they're practicing or their passenger passenger rides they did and also similarly with the uh, ultimate warbirds obviously they have their passenger flights in either me 109 bouchons or the mustang or the spitfire so you know nice to think other than those even how have a great they are and everything i think it's a really nice site as well it's a really for a small sort of local airfield it's actually quite large they've got a proper uh, hard runway as well as a whole host of different uh, grass ones so i think that should probably hopefully lean towards some maybe heavier stuff being able to be displayed actually on the ground not just you know the heavy stuff in the air well, I think with a, with a concrete run, runway, are we looking potentially as well static opportunities? Can they get maybe it doesn't have to be big aircraft, but can they get some aircraft from militaries to turn up for static? I mean, I mean they've got, got lot, that opportunity, haven't you? I mean, they've got. I'm pretty sure they've got a uh, concrete taxiways as well, and I know there's the huge section out the front of a uh, the ultimate warbird hangars. If you've ever been there, they're the uh, World War Two style blister hangers, and they've got a nice big like apron out the front, which they drag all the aircraft out in the summer. And then also there's the bit around the the fuel pumps as well. That's a quite a decently sized sort of hard bit of ground. So then potential for static opportunities then, 
which obviously they're talking about having phot photographic opportunities. You're obviously going to need somewhere to park the displaying aircraft for the show and all that, so that might be used up. But, I mean, I don't know. Is it something that they can maybe get? I don't know. Is there an opportunity as well? For obviously maybe not taking off there, but fast jets, you know, the chances are, when they're talking about modern jets, you're going to expect probably the Typhoon. What else? Could they pick up something like the Belgian F-16? Is that a possibility? I mean, if you think about places to sort of base fast jets, if you can't really have them there, you know, obviously Wittering's not a million miles away. Cambridge also isn't too far away, and that's been, you know, it's been proven that it can be used as a base for the Duxford Air Shows in the past. You know, they've had the Lancaster there, Red Arrows, Patrie de France, they've all been based out of Cambridge for the Duxford mm. ones, and that's only, you know, for some of those fast stuff, maybe only a 10, 15 minute flight, you know, and it would probably save them a lot of hassle and trying to fly over, do a display, and get back to, you know, yeah. If it was the Belgian F-16, say, for example. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just looking back on a little bit of Cywell history because uh, I'm not too well versed in it, but uh, they have had classic jets there before. I see some pictures of the Vampire there. I've seen some bigger aircraft landing there, as civilian aircraft as well, like private jets and stuff. So I think they could handle it if they had the right resources. But uh, again, I think it comes down to obviously uh, some big factors, um, including, you know, funding you know costs and uh insurance and stuff like this as well and of course there's a lot of health and safety that comes in that as well but i see a potential i think you could potentially see some faster moving aircraft there and it would be nice to see them at a different aerodrome because i believe that cyro is pretty good for the light actually when it comes to like watching display aircraft and the sun's kind of sh more shining on the the side of the uh, participants or participants but the people watching so um yeah, it would be really nice to see if you know if if they can get some uh, fast jets in there too. I'll say on the f photographic front, it's definitely sort of near enough north facing, especially from the car park. When they, I think they've tended to sort of it's hard to describe that a map, but there's like a huge the airfield sort of extends to the north away from the car park, and they tend to display in that sort of area out there. It's only when it gets around to the really like that summer evening time is it right in your face, but you know for a, a summer hmm. day air show it's, it should be quite nice yeah actually uh, reading an article here from a um, air shows uh, review they said that they were actually even due to have the vulcan uh, fly at some point um i think it was in 2008 but they also had a lot of storms in the area it being during the summer so it didn't perform in the end but yeah. that just goes to show you know the size of an aircraft they can have this plane at the aerodrome there i mean it's not I really think... a display but they've had a F-35B to a couple of circuits of the airfield too. When I, when there I you go. Here, I I, think, I'd, yeah, I'd been definitely... here two weeks and I heard this jet noise out the window and I thought, oh, it's just another airliner. So I wasn't really sure, you know, what was around here. And then went on Facebook and somebody was like, what was that jet going over just then? So I, was like, oh, I did two F-35B doing two circuits at Sidewell. I was like, oh, you're having a laugh. But <laughs> <laughs> Right in your doorstep and he missed it. Yeah. I heard it as well, I and I was like, oh, I just played it off. I'd like to point out as well, Just this, is, this was on Typhoon Display Team socials at the end of last year. Someone asked the question of, are we potentially going to be getting a secondary fast jet mm. display team? 
and there is mumblings that there might be an F thirty five demo at some at some point. Yeah, they did a Q and A recently on their Instagram, and someone asked the same question. I bet I don't I don't have the photo saved anymore. I, I literally screenshotted it. I think I sent it into the group. Um, that they that someone asked, will we be getting a F thirty five B um demo anytime soon uh, as a second? And they said. It was something along the lines of having a demo team is a great way to show what you're doing operationally and getting, you know, public interest and stuff. So it wouldn't surprise them if in the near future there, there will be an, a second display team on the circuit. So, you know, we might have an F-35B. I mean, realistically, we got the Typhoons. I don't know when the Typhoons entered service in the UK, but it was there was a good period of time before the typhoon got its own role it was it was within you know it was, it was it was like four or five years it might have been six so i think we are within three years maybe i'll put my neck on the line by saying by maybe 2026 we might have it yeah i think we've got to give it a good amount of time just there's still deliveries to come they're still training up people mm. they've got to get their own squadrons you know filled up first before they even begin to think of anything like that but uh it would be really nice if we could have a period of time where there will be the Typhoon and F-35B demo team displaying, mm-hmm. if that was to be a thing. Um, of course, we've seemed to have lost quite a few displays over time from the RAF and Navy alike. Um, Black Cats and Hawk displays and, and such like this as well. So it would be nice to, to introduce some of the newer things. Um, and I think, yeah, the F-35 should be next in line considering Tempest is probably still a little bit far away. So, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see the F-35B, though, being flown, sorry, no, inverted commas, in anger. You know, we see it at air shows every now and again, and it comes in, does a fast pass, goes around, does a hover, and then off it goes back to Marum. But, you know, if it's sort of basing itself as a display item similar to the Typhoon with a proper display routine, display pilot, it'd be, I think it'd be quite impressive to see it being flown on the edge of its envelope and actually seeing what it can do. You know, see the F-35A demo that the US Air Force does is, you know, I've never seen it, but I've seen enough videos to probably know it's a incredible display and one that's definitely on my list to see at some point. So 100%. You saw it last year, didn't you, Alex, at Belgium Air Force Days? I did, yeah. I was there for three days. You had the Spoilers Day and um, the Saturday, Sunday, and uh, got to see Bayo just absolutely tear apart the skies with the <laughs> F-35, um, really putting the Lake Eve jet through its paces. And um, such an in- incredible display of power and really just showing off the agility and the movement of the jet. And um, honestly, everyone loved it. It was kind of like the star display of the weekend. And it's such a shame that we just haven't seen that in the UK, considering how much presence the F-35 has already in the United Kingdom, uh, not only from the RAF, but from, you know, they can eat the 48 fighter wing, um, getting even more deliveries very soon uh, for the 493rd and the 495th. Um, it's a bit of a shame that we, you know, that the UK public has lacked seeing a display of, you know, ultimately where some of our tax money is going uh, in defending our skies and, you know, getting the interest uh, of it because, I assure you, I think most people would agree if they saw it, they'd be like, yeah, this is cool. And, you know, there would be a positive attitude about it if we had some some demos, you know, over the sea and over the land. But I'm sure there's also a lot of restrictions that come with that too. Well, I think with 
with this year, Europe's pretty quiet with the sort of big air show wise. Um, it's something that I think we talked about as well when we were at the Fence, Alex, is that um, Radom isn't happening this year. Paris Air Show isn't happening this year. The only air shows that I can think of, like big sort of ones, are um, Belgian Air Force Days is going ahead, which the F-35 demo is booked in the US for. And there's one in Austria, which is, I can't remember the name, but you'll know what it is because you're thinking about going to it. Zig Air Meet. That's it. Um, they're the only like two I'd say are the are the big ones. Um, so, and the F thirty five A demo. I know everyone always does this when React comes along. Is free for React. There is a three week gap, and it's Ooh. also there's a three week gap free over Cosford as well. Okay. Um, so, is there time? You know, is is there a chance that this is the year that we finally get the F thirty five A demo in the UK? Um, I suppose that's Maybe. one. I suppose that's one good thing about the F thirty five A demo is the fact that they use local jets. Mm. So it's not like they have to work out how to get an F thirty five A across the pond on its own with a tanker, and at least they can just fly the pilot over and just borrow a local jet. You know, and it's sort of that one easier bit to try and work out. And obviously, there's a lot of logisticals with the pilot engineering teams and actually getting the jet, but it's I'd imagine it's probably easier than trying to tank a single jet across the pond. Well, we, we've seen them do it for both the F-35A demo in more recent years with, with Belgium Air Force Days. I think, did they do it two years in a row? 2022 yeah. and 2022? They, they had it at the uh, Sanicol and um, yeah. Klein Vogel location. So yeah, they've done it twice, they, twice um, in a row now. But also back in 2019, um, we had the US Air Force F-16 demo at React which they used a European-based S-16 to demo, uh, which was nicely delaminated its stabilizer in the Sunday show, uh, which I'm sure the mechanics were very happy about to find that had happened. So, um, funny story. Uh, I went and saw the the, the guys from Spangdalen, um about an hour after the aircraft was delaminated. And they, at that point, they knew how bad the jet was, and both pilots were raging because they wanted to go home, and they oh, couldn't no. go home until the jet had been fixed. Understandable, yeah. And um, I've noticed it's actually recently with the F thirty five demo, you know, most aircraft tend to take two jets over to an air show. You know, one display, one spare. Mm. The F thirty five has been going with three in most European locations. I'm not sure if that's the same for the US. But when it went to, like, for example, Athens Flying Week, and when it went to Belgium, um, they did bring three F-35s. Um, so one display, two spares, in a sense. Did they put any of the spares on static? Nope. They were all with the demo jet, all really? hid- hidden away um, somewhere across the way. I'm not sure if that's the same for wear shows, but for Belgium Air Force days at least, they none of them were on static. Um, there were some other static F-35s already provided um by the Netherlands, I believe. So it's not like we didn't have any to look at. Yeah. But yeah, those were tucked away somewhere else. Interesting. I don't realize um, they did that. So talking about tanking, and I'm I'm gonna kind of come on to our next point that we we we, we were going to talk about potentially the logistics of moving aircraft. So with the Freaker Tricolori doing America and Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they can air-to-air refuel, so it'll be interesting to see what route they take 
to go across and if they take the same route that the red arrows take when they go? I would presume it's probably going to be that route. Because I, I, I presume that they can go to the red... Well, we don't have this confirmed yet, but the reds are also going to be potentially going to the US and Canada. I think they're going mainly to Canada for the Canada 100 celebration. Um, so I presume they'll both probably logistically plan... Obviously, they're not going together because the French Trick and Laurie are going very early in the summer and the Reds seem like they're going to be going just after Riyadh is the murmurings. So, um, something that I... Obviously, we spoke about in the first one when we found out that the Canadian F-18 was coming um, mm-hmm. to Riyadh. And obviously, there was, you know, there, there was a bit of an uproar um, on from the Canadians going, well, you know, this is our centenary year, Cold Lake's one of our biggest air shows. And I know that they haven't got the Canadian F-18, but I tell you, I'll tell, you know, I'd say this to any Canadian, that you're getting the Freak Tricolori now there, and they are superb. They are. It's it's genuinely... Um, I think they're the best I've never seen display before. team in, the, in Europe. Yeah, no, I, I I can't disagree with you there. I think, I don't know whether or not it's because I've seen the Red Arrow so many times that, don't get me wrong, they are, I still love them. Um, they're still representing our Air Force and they're doing the best job. And obviously in recent years, they've had the bit of bumpy road they've been on. But now this year, going back to a, um, a nine ship, hopefully, um, well, they'll get back to the best. But no, the, the French Triclory brings something so different um, that we don't see a lot of. You know, It's a completely different dynamic display. You have the the formation with its single solo. So you still have the nine jets doing the big formations. But it's the way they also do different manoeuvres. Like, you know, when the when we do the rollbacks of the Red Arrows, you have the five jets and two go up and three same formation to do the rollbacks. When it's the... Um, is like seven or eight in formation, all doing the rollbacks and stuff like that. So they, they put a different spin on it. And I think, um, yeah, no, they are brilliant. I think anyone that's getting the look at them, I think we've got, they're also going to Oshkosh is one of the ones they're going to as well. So there's some air shows that are going to get some good stuff. And whether, well, there's a few, there's, there's, I think there's what, four opportunities, I'd say, realistic opportunities where we will see Oh, if if depends how quickly the Red Arrows make it over to Canada and the US. Depends if they literally do react on the twentieth and then fly over and meet at Oshkosh. But I think that's just a bit too much of a turnaround. Um, I think when when they flew over to the states and did the Canada tour back, it was it two thousand and nineteen. Yes. Yeah. 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 So when they when they did it, then they left. They did react and they departed on the Sunday because they had a two-week rest period before they set off to to the States. So right. I wonder if it would be they'd follow the same sort of suit, just mm. so that everyone gets time with their families before they then go and on their tour. But I think they've still, we've still got, we've got four air show opportunities in the US where we could have, or in the US, obviously I say we, um, they could have, for the Fresh Trick Lorry, the Red Arrows. I don't, I don't know if there's any air show potentially that could line up that you could have the Red Arrows, the Fresh Trick Lorry, the Thunderbirds, and the Blue Angels. I don't know if there's any air show that 
is yet. Um, but the idea that some airships could get two European, you know, display teams, bearing in mind when the Red Arrows go over to America, they are loved and adored. Um, and to us, it might seem boring and everything, but to the Americans, you know, I don't, it's been ages since the Fresh and Sugar Laurie have been across. And I was reading a few of their social media posts when they did post the whole schedule for America. And a lot of the comments are in Italian, so I'm using translators to translate them, but a lot of the Italians are really happy that they're going across to America to show, you know, the Americans what the Italian display team's like. And, and it's very, it's a very proud thing for them. And they were saying that for native Italians in the US, this is to show you what, you know, what we're still doing or everything. So I think it's to be a very big pride thing for them. And I think they will put on one hell of a display. And I think they'll probably be being called back to America um, by a lot of different aviation fans in America. Plus, whoever gets to see when America gets, you know, points to the French Street Glory for their incredibly enthusiastic commentator, you know, mm. blows every other display team out of the water, you know, and it, I think it really carries across his enthusiasm for commentating on the display to the actual yeah. flying element of the display as well. They go quite nicely hand-in-hand hand together. I, I just... Um, it's going to be a good year in America as well. Um, and hopefully we get some US demo teams over here. Um, it's, it's a bit weird that we're sending the Red Arrows back so soon because we don't normally do it this quickly. It's only... I, I guess realistically it's five years, isn't it? So it's not... Well, they were last there in 2019. Is when yeah. they'll last there. So yeah, I mean, it does seem quite soon. Um, you know, you you'd assume it is North America. Has it been definitely confirmed that it's definitely North no. America? Then it hasn't. It's it's like an overseas thing, but we assume it's North America. But we, we might be taken by surprise. All we, we shall all we see. Know is, is they're not going to be here in August mm. and September, and that's why shows in August and September have either cancelled or rearranged or said the Red Arrows are not going to be there. We know they're definitely going to be away. It's where. That is where, yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where they do go and um, for what reason as well. But um, yeah, I will be surprised if it is America because it doesn't seem like it was too long since they were there. I feel like we send quite a lot of our teams over there every so often, um, but we don't seem to get many of the, the US teams come back from the display teams. I, I know only really the Thunderbirds can really come over here, if any, but uh, it'd be nice to see them again at some point. Look, we can all hold our breath and see what that um, to be confirmed slot on the F twenty two Raptor schedule is. I guess not. Yeah, hope or anything. I, I think I think a lot of people have speculated that is going to be in Alaska because Cold Lake have um, announced that they're going to have the F twenty two Raptor team, and that it's the same weekend as Riyadh, and that's the the little break. So and it's weird that the show would announce that and then, but they're not. Why would that be the only show they? To be confirmed on this, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's strange, isn't it? Weird, it is very it? strange. We'll, we'll keep it updated, though. We'll, we'll, we'll watch out for it. I, think I don't have any hope. I hope we see it back over in the UK because I've never seen an F twenty two Raptor nor spotting nor nothing. I've never ever had the opportunity to see one. Um, and quite frankly, it's something that I need to tick off before they eventually retire them in, in not the not too distant future. Something that I've I've just thought about. Obviously, you've you've got the Frigs Truckleory going over, so they're going to have support aircraft, aren't they? They're going to have you know one of their bigger aircraft for all the ground crew and everything like that. I wonder if they'll use they'll take a couple of C twenty sevens over just to watch the guys as they fly over, you know, into into Canada. 
and America. And I wonder if they may have a C27J Sparta demo. And I would love to see an American's face as it does a barrel <laughs> roll. <laughs> yeah. Um... It makes sense because I think, again, correct if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure when the Red Arrows or other display teams and stuff, they transit across the pond, they have a. I think the Red Arrows had a Hercules at the time as like a search and rescue type mm. aircraft following behind them just in case the worst was to happen. It was sort of someone who could sort of like loiter on the scene and provide that support. So I imagine a C 27 would be a perfect sort of role, uh, aircraft for that role. And like you say, it does a brilliant display at the same time. Yeah, I don't, well, I think in 2019 they took an A400. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they took an A400 over. Because it was on static at a few of the shows. Yeah, which right. obviously, again, to the Americans, uh, do they really ever see an A400? Probably not, because the, you know the Americans obviously produce all their own aircraft. They don't really buy anyone else's. So, you know, it's, it's all, all stuff like that. I think, realistically, what the, would the Italians send over two C27s? Never say never. They brought two or, to Rio. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. It logistically makes sense, though, to have one C-130. In a, with, with a C-27, you've got, you've got potentially 12 aircraft going over. 12 mm. M-339s going over. It probably over. will be 12, So you're yeah. going you're gonna to need a lot of spares. Because mm. if you only take, let's say, one spare of everything, you know that that's not going to be enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. A C one thirty, a C to me makes the most sense because more more space can go further. I don't know. Never say never. Never say never. I, I do want to point out. It's quite funny that you said you know the USA rarely sees an uh, an A four hundred, and I just happened to look on the ADSB radar, and there's actually an RAF A four hundred flying in the states right now. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Is it red flag time, right? I think there's a, a few are, yeah. there's a few participants from uh, Marham or Typhoons even, sorry, over there um, from mm. Coningsby that are heading over there. So I think they've got a few assets over there. So yeah, he's doing a bit of a long haul. He's just he's just taken off from um, the west coast, looks like from near San Luis, and he's he's almost just made it to the to the east coast. He's just going over um, Rayleigh, heading towards Virginia Beach. So it's quite a That's quite a long haul. Long That's time. a long haul, yeah. Um, but yeah. No red flags can be in. I need to go and do red flag at some point. Oh. But that's not an air show. It's not. Well, if it was in the UK, then a lot of the public would definitely think it's uh, an air show. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think that is probably a brilliant place to end it. Um, we have covered everything that um, I can think of. I'm very going to quickly go and check social media just in case anyone has announced anything because at the current rate... Um, uh, shows are announcing stuff, and it is a good che- good thing I checked because Shuttleworth, Shuttleworth have announced an aircraft. <laughs> um, they've announced a Spitfire to their, I think their first display, so the first uh, Shuttleworth of the year. So they are getting uh, a Spitfire to come do it. I think it's, uh, oh, it's the Spitfire from Old Wood, and the one that's, uh, um, this registration is G. Dash S P I T for spit. Nice. Um, that's, nice. That's, a good, that's a good addition. So they've they've got that going. So it's a good thing I checked social media. Yeah, I think um, I'm gonna try to get to Shuttleworth at some point. Mainly from a photographer's perspective because of the display line. 
Mm. You know, yes, being curved, top being curved, get the lovely top sides there. So I'm definitely going to try and get myself. You down might get there. a top side of a Lancaster, which is you never know. You never know. You never know. It happened last year. So it did happen last year. It did. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a great place to end it. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, it's been brilliant. Um, I did mention previously in uh, the podcast our socials. Currently, we only have a Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for pages and search for the Airshow Lounge, I'm I'm running that currently. Um, I literally every time I see a new um, Airshow announcement, I'm reposting it. So if it's you don't want to, you know, follow every single Airshow page ever, um, I'm going to be chucking it out. You know, every everything to that. Go back on there. If you go to Facebook and you type the Airshow Lounge, um, our page is on there, and then you can have interaction with us, ask questions, and everything like that. Um, and yeah, so thank you for enjoying the show. Thank you for uh, to our two new hosts. Um, they'll hopefully have many more uh, times on. And thank you for everyone for listening uh, to the what is the third episode of the Airshow Lounge. Goodbye, everyone. See ya. Goodbye. Bye bye.